Hey, what's up, beautiful babies? Welcome to another episode of Bailcast. I'm Gio. And I'm Bart. And I'm so excited because um, I asked you guys to just ask us any random questions. So now I'm going to go through it and we're going to answer your random questions. You ready to rock? Let me get some Red Bull. Oh, shit. Even though it's not sponsored by Red Bull, even though I wish it was. Yeah, I wish I wish anything was Red Bull. I love Red Bull. You know, the last time I drank this was probably a, like over a year or two ago. I love the way it tastes, so I'll drink it even when I don't need energy. Oh, really? That's so bad. The only reason why I'm drinking this is because my allergies going crazy, and then I took allergy medicine and kind of made me drowsy, and I need like I need to wake up, uh, wake up, buddy. Oh uh, no, I love the way it tastes. The first time I tried it, yeah, I think I was like 24, 25, and I was working at the bank still. And then I tried it, and as soon as it like went in, like I, it went down my throat into my stomach, I was like, "Yeah, I I always associate it with raves." So I'm like, "Damn, it's been around that long." Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, shit. I must have lived in a huge bubble because I had never even heard of it. Okay, you ready to rock? Yep. Okay, so um, these are in no particular order, just randomly scrolling through it. All right. All right. Are you guys going to give Taika a sibling? I feel like we talk about this all the time, but I guess not enough to where people don't know. Yeah. But officially we're saying this is the last year. This is the last year. So we got one year to bust loads and for you to marinate yeah. and shake it up a little bit. Yeah. And if a creation comes out, it comes out. Yes. But if not, then That's no it. more. You're tying your freaking ball sack. Why am I tying my stuff? Because I, <laughs> excuse me, I already had the fucking baby. My body is fucking wrecked. Why don't, I, why don't I just take steroids and then I won't produce any sperm? Oh, that's pretty cool. That'll be a good excuse to take steroids. <laughs> but it's not that you don't produce any sperm. You just produce less. Well, I guess a lot of people, it's common where if they're on steroids, they it's hard to conceive. So they actually have to come off of it to conceive. Oh, it's shit. pretty common. Yeah. So something about it stops sperm production. Okay. Well, don't still, everybody listening. Don't fucking jump on gear now. Let's not do that. Hey, that's going to be You're my excuse. You're tying your ball sack. That's what I said. Okay. You guys heard it here first. That's what's happening. So if it doesn't happen this year, which is pretty ironic because this is one of the fucking, I feel like we headed back into like 2008, 2009, where like we're hustling fucking hard already. Yeah. So we'll see if we even have time to bust loads. True. Dude, we get home. Okay. So we end work at like five, six o'clock. Then depending on if I was able to train in the early morning or if I worked in the early morning, if I don't train in the morning, then I got to train at night. And then, so I'm not done till like six, seven, maybe eight. And now we go and feed Taika. Taika wants to play. So we play with him. We put him to bed by nine. By nine, we're already crawling on the floor going like, please, we need to make it to our bed. So who knows if we're fucking. That's true. All right. So you, that's it. I'm not going to answer this fucking question anymore. I'll probably answer it again because you guys might not hear it. Anyway, um, what is something you wish your parents did different during your upbringing? Where do I fucking start? <laughs> How long is this Shit. fucking podcast? <laughs> I get those literally, I have those type of epiphanies every single day. Yeah, multiple a day too. Multiple. Like today, um, we were getting our house ready because we're having a viewing, like people are going to come and buy it. So we're trying to clean everything up and all that. I don't right? think it's called a viewing. I think a viewing is when like, Someone passes away. Oh, um, we're showing our house because our house is on the market. So we have we a showing. Get it. Yeah, we have a showing. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was putting all of Taika's stuff away, right? And then I remember you had a comment that was like, um, "Wow, Taika has a lot of toys." My, I had a comment. Yeah. And then immediately I, was, I said that. Yeah. Okay. And then immediately I was like, "Yeah, we should stop buying uh, buying him toys during Christmas, right?" That's my own conversation. You leave the room now, so now it's my own dialogue. So I'm like, yeah, why do we keep buying stuff for Christmas if he obviously have way too many toys? He has too many, right? There's no such thing. Because that's the Asian way of thinking about yeah. it. And then I was like, well, the purpose of Christmas and giving toys isn't to gauge the collection size. It's every year, once a year, you have a chance to show your kid how much you love them and then uh, buy them something that's really, really cool. And then you, you share that happiness and that joy together, right? It's not like, hmm, maybe this Christmas he needs a toy because... It was at six and now it's down to five. It's not that way, right? And it's very robotic. And then so I reflect back to when I was a kid in that same instance in the room, I'm just cleaning. And I'm like, damn, is that how my parents like gauged if I got a present or not? Because I just never really got presents. But every once in a while, like every five years, I'd get like a bike randomly or a hockey stick. So I do get things, 
but just not very frequently. And I'm like, is that how they gauged it? They looked at my toy box to see the levels of it. You had a toy box? I don't even yeah. believe you had a toy box. I had a, um, it's actually, I think it's an excuse. Cause the, the toy box, it has, it's faced slanted like this with uh, where you can slide it. slide it. And then those sliding doors um, have like chalkboard material. Are you getting, an, you're about to sneeze? A little bit. So they have that chalkboard material where yeah. you can draw on it. Yeah. And the toy box is probably up to here. The rest of it is a bookshelf. So all of it on there are books. So I think my mom tricked me into getting the toy box, but it's really a bookshelf for books. So I could learn some more shit. So I don't really think it's a toy box. That's funny. But I have to stuff everything in that toy box. And then, yeah, so I just had an epiphany like, man, my parents are cold, but I can't blame them because maybe that's how they grew up. They don't understand the whole point of Christmas. Well, but, it's also like an American thing. You but know, like it also, the, the main point is it also made me feel like I grew up really poor. Um, but I don't think we were that poor. My mom had a really good job, but I felt very suppressed my whole life. You know, I'm like, are we doing this on purpose? Like it almost makes more sense. And it probably is an easier pill to swallow if, hey, son, we don't have this because we're poor, you know, versus, hey, son, I'm not going to give you shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think that's an even better pillow to swallow because you know what to expect. Like, I'm not going to give you shit. And you're like, fuck, that fucking sucks. But all right, thanks. Nah, that's really hard as a kid. Oh, really? You know, like, what's the number that's one question true. kids ask? Why? why? Right? So I'm like, why? You know what I mean? Because you're being a little shit, you little fucker. No, it's not because of that. Fine. Um, for me, I was sitting here trying to think, obviously listen to you, but I was trying to think like what mine would be because like you, I'm like, where the fuck do I begin? Yeah. I don't think I'm that fucked up. I don't know. Maybe I am. <laughs> but I think one of the things that I wish I would have, my parents would have taught me or would have helped me would be uh, conflict resolution. Because I'm fortunate enough that I didn't get, I didn't, not that I didn't get to, but I didn't have to see my parents ever fight. Yeah. So I never saw my dad scream at my mom or vice versa. Like, yes, you knew there was tension at times and there was a disagreement, but it never got hostile. So I appreciate that part. But like when they would scold us or we would get in trouble or, you know, I'm angry at them for whatever reason, we never had to sit down like fucking full house family matters style, you know, where they you're grounded. And then they pull them out of the room and they're like, you know, son or daughter, you know why I had to do that. Right. And then they tell you the life lesson. And then in the series, in the show, that's when they play like the little like melodic, like music in the background. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I just wish uh, I had more of that growing up. Cause I feel like communication is just so huge in any type of relationship that you're trying to maintain. And uh, when I'm angry at times, I just, I have so many emotions and I just don't know how to get it out or talk about it or where to even begin. You know, and I feel like if I was raised with like Taika going, I'm sad. And now them going, okay, why are you sad? And now I, I get used to practicing, just getting it out of my system and then putting it into a sentence so that we could heal or I could heal faster. <laughs> no, I, I do that with Taika too. Um, but I also want him to like learn how to suck it the fuck up. So when he goes, Papa, I'm sad. I go, why do you want to be sad? And he'll tell me the reason. And I'm like, it's okay to be sad. And he goes, I want to be sad. And I'm like, it's okay, but we still got to keep cleaning. So keep crying and cleaning. So he's like, Bleh. but then I think hopefully that's like preparing him to know that like when you have feelings, it doesn't stop action. Yeah. Feelings are feelings. They're completely valid. Yeah, you they're, your, keep tracking. they're your feelings, but your actions can't stop. Yeah. Especially if we got, a, if we got goals, you know? Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, good question. Okay, here's another one. Advice for dealing with overprotective siblings going into a relationship. <laughs> I don't even know if I could give that advice because I don't have older siblings. But you didn't have anyone that really looked out for you that was like, and I know you're a guy too, so you might have ha had it differently, but um, you never had anyone going like her? Maybe you had girlfriend, like friends that were females that were protecting you. Um, Maybe only you protecting me. But then you ended up, I found out oh, you actually secretly liked me. Fuck so off. So you sabotaged me. No way. Me. No way. <laughs> I was just a fucking cool ass chick giving you some cool ass fucking things to do. I, I wasn't basic. Know. Next time, ask a basic bitch. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, fine. For me, 
well, I'm older now, so I think I would have approached differently now than I would if I were younger. But let me let me try to remember back in my old days, back in my day. I think what I would do is I think I would before presenting the person I'm trying to be in a relationship with before bringing them over. I think I would talk to my sibling about it like, hey, um, can I talk to you about something? Yeah. What the fuck do you want? That's probably how my brother or my sister would talk to me. Like, okay, well, you can't get mad. Okay. All right. Just fucking say it. Just say it. I'm like, all right. Well, I kind of like this boy. Ooh, I'm going to tell mom. What the fuck? Are you, are, you, are you guys fucking? Are you guys having sex? No. Why are you guys, your, your whole family is a bunch of rats? Like hood rats? No. Like I'm going to tell mom. What the oh, fuck? Oh, fuck yeah. All the time. All the fucking time. Spineless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I don't know. Uh, so then I'd be like, no, 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 no. None of that shit's happening, you know? Like, I really like this person, but I want to make sure you guys like them too. You know, I think I would really try to involve them, even though I don't really give a fuck at the end of the day. But if they're going to be so overprotective, that's coming from their own insecurities that at this point in time in my fucking life, I'm dealing with my personal insecurities. So I don't have time to fucking help them through their bullshit that I'd be like, no, I just want your approval. You know, like, I just want you to like, you know, I, like, I really like them. And, and, you know, I really respect what you have to say about it. Like, what do you think? That's how I would probably approach it. I don't know if that's shady or not. Um, It's not shady because I, I think, feel like I'm trying to manipulate the situation. Because I think what you're trying to manage is your older brother and older sister's own insecurities. Absolutely. Because they're not mine. So that's uh that's the part where because they don't know the person that you like. Right. So based either off of physical judgment or emotional judgment or their own insecurity or projection. So you got to know they're coming from a weak place. They're yeah. coming from an emotional weak place that's masked by guidance. Yeah. So that's the delicate water that you need to tread. And another thing that I would probably really focus on is I personally never brought anyone home unless I was super serious about them. If I wasn't serious about them because I knew there was going to be a lot of shit talking, I knew there was going to be a lot of um, doubt. Like, I, again, I grew up in a very, what is it, uh, strict household. So I, I already couldn't have significant others, especially in high school or barely even in college. So for me to bring someone over or even mention that I had someone in my life, they needed to be important. And I needed to have been with them for a minimum a year. Like it needed to be really serious or else it's like, do I want to deal with that fucking battle? Yeah, because then you're going to waste not worth it. You're going to waste your family's time. Yeah, because if we end up breaking up at three months, it's like, well, that was a fucking flop. Yeah, it's like, hey, oh, you know, uh, Peter that you met. So I don't really care about him. I know you guys really bonded over that whole fishing thing. Now I'm with Bob now. Yeah. yeah. And they're just going to be like, what the fuck? And they're going to just add, it just adds more fuel to the fire. So I think if it's not serious for me, I'm not wasting anyone's fucking time. True. Yeah. All right. Next one. How cute. Do you and Bart still have butterflies for each other? That's a cute ass question. What a fucking cute question. Motherfucker. What? <laughs> I had butterflies when I saw you butt naked earlier. That's not butterflies. That's tingling in your wiener. <laughs> hey, butterflies travel. <laughs> Do you have butterflies for me? Yeah. You fucking lie. When was the last time? Well, I just told you when, you're in the, when you, I saw you naked putting on makeup. No, that's a joke. That wasn't a joke. You don't get butterflies in your dick. Yeah, you do. That's not how it works. Are you gonna woman's explain to me? <laughs> I know where my butterflies are. <laughs> Fuck off! I hate you. I do know where my butterflies are. It's not a butterfly. Butterflies <laughs> like this really excited feeling of like you're not even thinking about sex. It's not lustful. It's like very playful. It's like I can't wait to just be in this person person's essence. Like I want to just feel their shadow. Like. Oh, I can't get enough of them. I, do that. Like I have it all the time. You know, when we were in, when we we're a little bit less busy, we would try to have those one on one dates. Where? And I always and I was always have that those feelings. But then I'll look at you and you don't have none of those feelings at all. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you'll be leading up to it. Like I'm like, oh, cool. Wednesday, we're going to go do this. And we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Okay, we finally have our date, uh, our own date to ourselves. And you're like, OK, cool. And then the day will come and like leading up to it. I'm like, are you ready for Wednesday? Are you ready for Wednesday? Aww. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right. But I do have butterflies for you. That's so cute. Yeah. I think I just get so stuck on so many things all at once that anytime it has, I'm working on this, by the way, but anytime it has to do with me, how I feel, what I want for myself, I'm really quick to push that aside. So maybe when I'm doing that with you, 
It's because I'm thinking, oh God, I shouldn't have to leave Taika with anyone. Like Taika's my responsibility. Like, oh God, why am I even going to play? Like having a date night is just, it's going to be a waste. Like we have so much other shit to do. Like I know Papa's got his goals he wants to do. Like, why did I like force this? Like, so I start thinking all that shit and then it just feels heavy where I'm like, oh man, is this the right thing I should be doing? Yeah. But I do, when I'm not in that space, I do get butterflies. I'll look at you and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm with him. How cute. Yeah. And then that just kind of goes away really fast. But I saw a meme that I really liked that would help you with your situation. And it says, be or always be where your two feet are. I like that. So I'm trying. So if your brain is all over. I'm trying. Ground yourself. Okay. I'm here. Hey, this is fun. I did. I try. I don't don't get to hang out with my pod bear that much. Taika's not around. My feet are here. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. No, I love that. And I really try to do that. But I think there's always a good with the bad, right? Like that in this particular situation, it's a bad thing. But when it comes to me succeeding and whatever it is that I'm pursuing, it's a great thing because I think about so many different holes that people aren't thinking about. Yeah. So it's a give or take, you know? You got to learn to switch it on and off. Absolutely. That's what I'm working on. Good question. All right. But before we move on, I do want to introduce our first sponsor. All right. I'm so happy to be working with our sponsor, Felix Gray, because, yo, how many of us spend hours and hours and hours in front of a screen? You I'm do. talking about, so do you. I'm I talking know, about I'm a scared. laptop. I'm talking about even TV. I'm talking about your phone. All of our screens produce blue light. Okay. Um, and uh, screens produce most blue light at a certain point in the spectrum. Um, most clear blue light lenses filter two to 3% of blue light from screens. Now, Felix Gray, on the other hand, they filter 15 times more than any other blue light blocking glasses on the market That's right really now. That's really good. Yep. So you're talking about like, I know you guys have like have heard blue light, but you're like, wait, I don't even know what that is. So what blue light are you exposed to on a daily? Okay. So like I said, major sources of blue light are phones, tablets, computers, TV, Kindles, and even LED light bulbs are shown to emit more blue light <clears throat> than their uh, incandescent counterparts. Okay. Yep. And you're wondering, well, what does that even do for me? Okay. So there are actually symptoms that are um, results of so much blue light exposure. So have you ever had like dry eyes, yep. blurry vision, tired eyes, trouble sleeping, nope. headaches? Yes. All of these things are symptoms of too much blue light exposure. Yeah, I got a couple of those when I get like even when I have like meetings and we're like looking at um, our TV, like our conference room TV too long or our computers too yep. long, I get a headache. Yep. So our eyes weren't meant to look at screens all day. True. Yep. It messes with our internal balance, which affects our sleep, causes stress, headaches, blurry vision, and eye fatigue. But with Felix Gray, they're here to help you out. They have the cutest frames, the cutest glasses for you to choose from. So finally, there's a pair of glasses designed for the 21st century. So make sure to go to felixgrayglasses.com slash bell, B-E-A-W, to shop glasses that work as hard as you do. Okay, so you shouldn't have to stop your work, but Felix Gray's got you covered. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash bell. You're gonna get free shipping, free exchanges, 30-day money-back guaranteed. So you have really nothing to lose. Make sure to go to felixgrayglasses.com slash bail. And we're back. Okay, we're answering your questions. I asked you guys on Instagram to ask us literally anything and you guys came through. You guys came clutch. Okay, um, here's another one. Um, okay, there's that one. Okay, okay, that's a butterfly. Okay, are you hoping the rest of the squad would join in moving to Vegas in the future? Oh man, that's a really good question. I think obviously like if, so what we see in Vegas for us to move and up, uproot ourselves to move, there's obviously tons of benefit, right? Like, like we see that there's less caca in our front yard as we <laughs> talked about, way less traffic all over the place. Um, the air quality is actually better. I don't know why, but the place that we live at, the air quality sucks. And um, your money goes way further in Vegas. So we see a whole laundry list of of pros pretty much, which is why we're down to move. And I think for all the people that we care about, of course, we would love for all of them. Yeah, we did to, some slight pushing to, to move with us so that they can also enjoy the benefits that we see. <clears throat> 
But the things that we would be battling are one, if they even see things in that way. And then two, if they have um, things that they're tied to that we're not. Yeah. You know, so that's what makes it kind of tough. Like, like two of our best friends um, or two of our like closest also like about to have a family friends. They're about to have a kid like any, any second. So for the, for them, like Anna and Jeremy are, are, um, our Lotus group, or you guys don't know Lotus actually, but our, our June B, uh, partners, like we would love for them to move to, cause we live, literally live down the street from each other right now, but it'd be a bad time to move if your baby's going to pop at any second and yeah, you're trying to move across the state. So that's just one example. Of like course, even to everyone. the case, you know, like yeah. we, we, we had even talked to them about it because this is us moving to Vegas. Isn't something that we just came like we just thought about in the past like few months like we've been talking about it for years even before we moved uh to the house that we're at currently even before the monterey park house oh right we did but there was no way that was going to happen because i needed my mom's help and my family's help anyway so yeah we had even talked to tiff and case about it and they were like dude that's impossible like it's just not fair to isaac to you know uproot him and then move him to another school again because they had just moved closer to us yeah um, but yeah, like exactly what Bart said, like we've, we've been priming, <laughs> uh, we've been talking to our friends, you know, all, all the friends that you guys know, um, about it for years now. And everyone is just moving differently in life. You know, like us, we already have things established. We, you know, our son's older now, he's about to start school. So it's easier for us to move cause he's not yet in school, but someone like, um, I don't know, Nikki and Steve, you know, they they also want to move. They seem like they're going to do it. Yeah, but they need to get all of their, you know, all of their their situation in order because, I mean, everyone just has a different game plan. Like, we're not talking about, you know, changing an outfit here. You know, we're talking about changing your fucking zip code, moving the your entire life to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles away. So, like, there's a lot of setting up and a lot of calculating and figuring things out to make sure that, you know, you don't... Um, you don't accidentally, I don't know, make a mistake. So yeah. uh, as of right now, the only ones that we feel are the closest to moving with us to Vegas is Steve and Nikki, but I think they need a little bit more time. Um, they also arrived at that conclusion, I think, um, on their own too. Oh, that they wanted to, right. Yeah, because I think it was like a you, me, and Joe have always kind of thought about it a little bit. And then when we're just mm-hmm. through conversation, like, oh, shit, you actually really want to do it? And he goes, That's yeah, true. we already have friends. Like, they already have friends out there. Yeah. So Joe's actually, I think he's just a crazy motherfucker. So I love him. He actually, I think, is thinking about building a JK set out there. That's tight. Too, so that we could shoot in both places. So I don't know. Lots, lots, lots of things can happen. And who knows these days, you know? Yeah. This so- is the year, this year and last year were the year that I've seen people straight up move cross country. Like, yeah. Just it's so to me, it's almost like this is the United States and it's like a little etch a sketch. And this is the year I saw it get shaken up. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I think Corona and the shutdown and everything put a lot of things into perspective for a lot of people where it's like, wait, the things I thought were important aren't even that big of a fucking deal. Like I need my friends, my family, security. What's my future look like? And yeah. I think people really started asking the right questions and then getting the correct answers. And now they're that's what we're watching them do. OK, next question. How do you get over heartbreak? This is a really good one for me because the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, is it heartbreak or is it that your ego's hurt? It's a lo- all of it. Right? So then I think figuring out what it is that it that actually happened. Like, is it is it an ego thing? Like, fuck, you know, like I'm, I, I'm good. They're not that good. Or like, I thought I was the one. Like, is it like really consider like where it's coming from? And I think from there, you can start figuring out how to start moving out of it. You think if I break up with you or if we broke up, you would have heartbreak. Heartbreak would hotel. Have, would I have heartbreak? I mean, I would be devastated. The fuck? Because like, of your ego? <laughs> no, because like I've, I've we've said it so many times. You're my soulmate. You know, like I feel like you're my person. Like you get me. I get you. Like we just gel so well. Like I don't. I don't have this connection with anyone else. Um. I haven't had this connection with anyone ever. So I feel like I'd be losing like a huge part of myself if you were to leave. Well, wait, let me reword that because I wouldn't be lost as Geo. Like I know what I would do as myself, but I just like, 
you're you're like part of my routine. You're part of my life. And it would just be like this. It would be weird. I would obviously be devastated, but I'd just be like, fuck, like, what do I what happens now? Like I, you're supposed I to be my partner. Now? I don't know what to yell at anymore. <laughs> I have a lot of people to yell at, but I'd be like, damn, like, fuck my fucking, my life partner is gone. Like I would be, I'd feel lost a little bit. That's cutie. Are you just fishing for compliments? No, no. I think heartbreak is for sure. Um, there's the ego, right? And then there's the actual like heartbreak, the breaking up part of it, the severing of a relationship. The severing of your friends, the yeah. severing of... There's that. And then there's also, I think, um, aye, aye, aye. almost kind of like a, a destruction of your past a little bit. You know, like if you guys been together Absolutely. for a few years, it's not that those memories uh, don't exist anymore. They obviously do. And they still make up for who you are. But those memories don't almost don't mean as much or they don't have the same meaning as they have. Absolutely. Like, like... Um, when you're in a relationship, you all have your song, yeah, right? Yeah. And then once you break up, it's now just a song. Yeah. It's not your song that has all these beautiful yeah. memories attached to it. Yeah. Now it's kind of like a sad song and eventually it just becomes a song that you go, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I remember I was with so-and-so and this thing came out. Yeah. So that that's the painful part where like maybe you had the food you guys really bonded over and then now the food doesn't taste the same. Music doesn't sound the same. Movies don't seem the same. There's there's all of those things and all of that stuff is uh, really tough. But I think for me, because I'm so logical, it's easy for me to get over heartbreak because I'm always living in the future. So You're so future. I'm pretty future. So for me, it's it's almost like, oh, man, damn, my Camry got jacked up. All right. Time to get a BMW. Yeah, I can relate to that because... um. I've never really had a heartbreak with a significant other before. I don't think I was ever really, I don't think I ever did relationships right. <laughs> now that I look back at it, I don't think I ever opened up and was completely vulnerable. I just didn't know how. But yeah, because of that, I never really got heartbroken. Like I was, I think the most sad I ever got was with the boyfriend before you. And that was more so because I was mad at myself for allowing myself to get to that place. It wasn't because like, oh, I'm going to miss this guy. It was like, fuck, man, I knew that fucking I was wasting my fucking time. What the fuck was I doing? Blah, blah, blah. So it's one of those things. But um, I have experienced heartbreak in a different like degree. Uh, heartbreak through my parents, heartbreak through just friendships, like different types of heartbreak. Yeah. And um, yeah, the way I would get over that was I, I would live in the future too. Like I'm not one to live in the past ever. Like I look at the past because I, I mean, we obviously learn from it and we grow from it and it's always good to reflect on it and be like, whoa, I can't believe I used to think that way or I can't believe I was stuck in that place and now I'm here. Like that's so dope. But I can't imagine myself just kind of moping around. Like, let's say me and you, we break up and you break up with me. You leave me. Of course, I'm going to be devastated. I'm going to be completely sad. But then it's one of those where I'm like, cool. Now it's some me time. I need to work on my fucking self right now. Like, why am I so devastated that this person left? Why did this person leave? Like, what are things that are in my control that I can grow from? And I think I would approach it that way. Yeah, I think the minute I feel any feeling the next question is always, what are you going to do about it? Nice. So I think that's how I'm able to stay in the future. Cause it's like, Oh shit, I'm hungry. What are you gonna do about it? I'll look at Postmates or go drive somewhere. So like, you're not, you won't hear me go, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm hungry for like three <laughs> hours. No, it's like, if I'm hungry, I'm, I'm doing something about it. You yeah. know, if I'm tired, I'm doing something about it. Like, that's why even I think I, I became a good robot sleeper. You know, everyone in JK is like, Bar sleeps like a robot. He's, I'm like, I'm tired. See you later. <laughs> you five know? minutes you're snoring because i'll see other people they're like oh i'm so tired and they go on their phone oh so tired are you fucking talking they, about they, me they watch, i'm feeling attacked here what really, the fuck they watch tv the hungry like, thing yeah, the sleepy on the phone i'm so tired why are you I'm calling so me out i'm like oh i'm so tired <laughs> oh. why is it a guy i don't paint my nails and fuck then, off. And two hours later i'm still so tired and then i already woke up from my nap and i'm ready to rock and roll and this fool still or she's still like, I'm so <laughs> fuck you. Um, another thing that I that I would see myself doing because you did remind me of something. Uh, as soon as you feel a negative thought, you're like, what are you gonna do about it? Is your next question? Yeah, it's always for me. It's not that. It's, it doesn't even have to be negative. It's just everything. Oh, I see. Something. Hap I win first place. Cool. What are you gonna do about it? 
I'm gonna do that again. You know, it's like, it's oh. always, what are you gonna do about it? Like, that's you, awesome. When I have a feeling, um, I, I think that's the automatic question. That's awesome. That I ask. I need to start doing that. Yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say was, for me, it's not, what are you gonna do about it? It's more like, at least in the beginning, when I, the closest heartbreak I ever felt, it was more like, okay, I need a distraction. Cause I, I, I saw myself, cause this is, at this point I was living by myself. I didn't really have any close friends. Cause I was like, I had just moved into this new house with these new girls that I had no history with. So I felt down on myself and I knew if I stayed in that room, it was only gonna fester and grow and be this bigger thing that it didn't need to be. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go. What makes me happy? Driving and listening to music. I'm gonna go do that. Uh, what else makes me happy? Seeing this person, seeing this friend or, or skateboarding or doing whatever. And then I would go do that. It didn't matter. But I just needed to just get out of my own fucking head. And that helped. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Okay. <laughs> Great question. Talking shit. Um, okay. I like this one. What kind of dog will you guys get in the future? You're trying to start a fight in this relationship with these kind of questions. What? Wait, why would there be a fight? <laughs> Because you know what I've been wanting to get, but I don't think you want to get this. A German Shepherd? Which one? You, you've told me Malamute. You told me a fucking Rhodesian Ridgeback or what is it? What are they called? Oh, those are exploring, but I think in my heart of hearts, I know. And then a Rottweiler, you said? No, in my heart of hearts, you've I You've always I know. said German Shepherd. That's all you've ever said. I want a German Shepherd and a Malamute. Alaska Malamute. <laughs> you've never talked about Malamutes though. I've always no no since uh why would you put in Alaskan since since our friends since our friends cousins dog what the fuck friends cousins dog friends cousins we only dog. knew oh, one okay, person okay. with Alaskan Malamute okay, I got I know who you're talking about and this dog was humongous yes he was like eighty no like hundred and twenty pounds like one sixty more like okay and this guy would jump in the back of an SUV and he would just take up the whole space and he was he, he made, was fat he made my old dog Tyson look look like a like, like a chihuahua <laughs> and he was just so friendly and happy and it's cool to see such a big fella like jump around nah not doing it exactly you want to try to start a fight and then so <laughs> so i really liked them and then when we went to utah our friends friends had <laughs> had a, a a alaskan malamute and a german shepherd and one was sheriff and one was bandit that was really cute yeah that was really cute shout outs to them and then that malamute i was playing with them and i'm like man this guy's so cool he followed me all the way up to my rv he was about to come inside Aww, i got him this close to coming baby. inside i, I miss dogs this so much this close he was about to come inside and i'm not even his owner but i think we had a connection <laughs> no no you're not allowed to pick any more dogs can we do that? German Shepherd, Alaskan Malamute? Well, I would feel horrible bringing an Alaskan Malamute to hot ass Nevada. I know. That's the problem. That would be so fucked up. So I've actually entertained. But you know how many Huskies live in hot places? I know. And do you see how fucking sad they look? They're like. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's only like 65. <laughs> Chill out. It ain't even that hot. Um. So for me, I've I've toyed. So Bart knows that I love, 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 love. One of my favorite breeds is a poodle, not the miniature poodles, like the full fucking big tall poodles. I love it, especially if it's all brown or like a gray or like a black poodle. I'm not so he fond of the white ones. The colors. I'm not so fond of the white ones. And I don't like when they like shave them where they have like poofy heads and then like skinny bodies and then poofy feet. They look like, like, a, like a bush, like a random manicure bush. They look bush. like those like posh, like yeah, when yeah, you think yeah, of yeah. like French rich girls from like the 80s or something or the 60s they always had those poodles yeah i don't i wouldn't shave them like that it would just be like like a normal cut like what do you like about poodles they're they're just so cute they just they have curly fucking tight hair i don't know they're just i just i love the curliness the way it looks yeah it's just so fucking silly (laughs) and i love that they're like the second smartest breed out there they're really smart they're tall they're really hyper really playful i just like a dumb dog even though these guys aren't dumb they look dumb and then they play like they're dumb but they're really smart. Why don't we just get a poodle then? I mean, we're still talking about it. We're still working it out. You know, we're workshopping it. So there's that. And then I even entertain the greyhound. Like I love sleek dogs. Oh, they look too skinny. I know. I like it, but they're so fucking fast. Have you seen them run? They do. But they they're look, like gazelles. But they look like if I pet them, it wouldn't feel good. I like dogs that I can wrestle around. I yeah. feel like I'm break them. Okay. Well, thanks for starting a fight, dude. I like Thank dogs you, that Raymond. I body slam on a couch. Coronel. Thank you, Raymond Coronel. We, we were, we're not sleeping in the same bed tonight, guys. <sighs> Damn it. Just kidding. But yeah, that's where our heads are at right now. But we just haven't. One, I'm still not. Okay. I'm not dealing with the guilt, but 
I do want to adopt. I just don't think it's the right move for us right now because we have baby Taika. And when you adopt, it's it's a gamble. You know, you don't know what this yeah. breed's going to bring. You don't know the temperament. Like, yeah, in the beginning, you'll you'll see it, but you don't really get the full the full big picture because they're they're not in their house you know they're at a shelter or they're whatever so that they don't consider that their territory so they're just like a little bit more standoffish i don't know i just don't want this dog to hurt my son yeah so that's one thing so i'm not gonna adopt this this next round especially since kids don't know how to treat dogs so some t- kids might just go up and start yanking on the whiskers. Yeah, and if they didn't grow up with dogs, uh, if the dog didn't grow up with kids, it's not going to like that. Yeah, but so the cool thing with getting a puppy is they kind of grow up together a little bit. So the puppy will already will already forever have like Taika in his pack, in his mind already. Well, and we program him, you know, like we put him into our pack. So we are the ones that are like, hey, we're the alpha pack leaders here. This is how we do shit. Whereas when you bring them in after an adoption, they're like, wait, this is how I do shit. This is how you do shit. And eventually the alpha is going to win. Sometimes it's the person. Sometimes it's the dog, you know? True. Uh, And then with a puppy, we just don't have time. Like it's just having a newborn again, you know? Like luckily they feed themselves because you get them when they're like four, three months or something like that. Eight weeks. What is that? Three months? Two Two months? Two months. Um, As early as two months. Yeah. So... But they they start teething, so they start biting everything. Oh yeah! And you gotta potty train them. Oh no 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 no! So it's not gonna happen until we move. But yeah, no, we gonna vlog it. Alaska Malamute. Yeah. Okay. She said yeah. No, I didn't. I said yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For the next thing. But you know what? Before we <sighs> actually start fighting, I want to introduce our next sponsor. Shout out to our very own sponsor, Barbell Brigade. There is only one week left to our buy one, get one half off sale. So any supplement that you want, you buy the first one and you get the exact same one half off. So this is the perfect time to stock up on your pre-workout, your strength stack, immunity support, performance greens, or multivitamin, whatever you need to help fuel you to have the best year in fitness. So if you're trying to stock up for the rest of the year, make sure you go check that out. Go to barbellbrigade.com. And we're back. Okay, answering your questions. I asked you guys on Instagram uh, what it is that you want to know, and you've submitted. So here we go. Uh, This is so funny. Cochina, when was the last time y'all got jiggy with it? And she goes, yes. And please say it like that. I did. When was the last time we got jiggy with it? Oh, man. It's been a minute, like two weeks. Because then (sighs) I got on my period. And I don't like having period sex. It's just, ugh. I don't like it. I don't even remember. Maybe two weeks. I think it was two Suck. weeks because I just finished. Yeah, I just finished my period a couple of days ago. And yeah, I'm not about the period. We used sex. to do period sex all the time. We used to get the towel so it doesn't get the bed all <laughs> yeah. bloody. I think I'm also scared because we are showing our home that I don't want to get blood on the carpet or on our bed. And it's this big out fiasco. So I'm just like, no, we're not doing that. And I've just been so exhausted. Um, but yeah, I think it's been like two weeks. I know, it sucks. Has it been longer? I think about two weeks, I feel like. I don't know. I don't remember. The last couple of weeks have been a blur. I know. It's been nuts. Yeah. So I've there, been I hope up, happy. I've been waking up like 4 or 5 a.m. Like every day. So like a lot of things are mush. Yeah, they're super mush. Um. Okay, let me see. How do you know when it's the right time? For what? I know. You better it. clarify, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't, you just know. Like it just feels right. Like I just say, really start listening to your body. Really try to listen to, I don't know. Do you ever feel that? Like, do you ever have like gut feelings about things? Always. Okay. Listen to those things and then they'll tell you. I think so it's luck. always <laughs> the right time. That's what I think. <laughs> I guess. It, yeah. It's so vague. We don't know how to, we don't know how to answer that. Cause to me in life, what do you want to be? Do you want to be the desert race truck or do you want to be the dust that settles? I'm the desert race truck. So it's always the right time. That's sexy. I love it. I fucking love that about you. Yeah, you just go forward yep. and fuck it. You'll find a way. If all of a sudden you go and you see there's a big ass rock in front of you, time to go over it. Or if you go and you, all of a sudden you see a cliff, slam on the brakes and then now bust a U-turn. Yeah. But you're always going forward. Or you could be the person, oh, it's the right time. I'm wait, I'll wait for the dust to settle. See you later. I'm already out. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay, next question. I want to help my girlfriend with her self-esteem. How can I help her to be as confident as you? Love you guys. Oh, I love you too. Um, How do you help someone with confidence? Fuck. How would you help a girlfriend? Or how could I help a boyfriend? Or a boyfriend. 
This is how I would help anyone with confidence. I'm kind of a bitch, so so, I'll wait for you to go first. So confidence, I believe, can only be developed through themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm Because that's why it's called self-confidence, right? Kind of like self-esteem. You have to do it yourself. You that's why nothing that other people do for you will ever build your confidence. If someone gave you a gold medal, someone gave you an A on a subject that you didn't earn, you're not going to be confident about like math all of a sudden or English or whatever it is, right? You have to earn it yourself. And so the that's the kind of catch-22 part where you're like, well, if I don't have confidence, how do I even have the confidence to do something to earn the confidence? And that's why you have to start with very small things. And, you know, I think it starts with maybe you want to have the confidence to do something big. I would break it all the way down. Maybe your goal is to run a marathon. Start with running a minute, you know, and then I can do that. Three minutes. And then the problem, I think, with all the people, with, with some people that also have low confidence is that when they start with a goal that small, they automatically can scoff, like gaff it off too. But don't do that because that you're doing yourself a disservice. You know, like I'm not going to start with one push up. Well, that's how you start. You do a push up and you actually feel good. You feel really good after you accomplish something, which is why there's that famous admiral that tells everyone in the morning, wake up and do your bed. It's one of the simplest things. But even doing that jumpstarts your confidence already, even though it's a really mundane task and you start scaling that, that that push-up becomes 10, becomes 20, becomes 100, becomes 1,000, and pretty soon you turn into David Goggins who has like the craziest amount of confidence and he's not even going to get on the floor unless he's about to do 5,000. Yeah. Um, Those are some really good tips. Those are some really good tips. I was trying to sit here and think about uh, what I've done in my life to build my own confidence. And you're 100% correct that it has to come from within. It has to be you. You have to be able to see it. You have to be, be able to believe it. Uh, And the reason why I said, man, Bart, maybe you should go first, because I was trying to think of significant others that I realized didn't have confidence. So I had two of those boyfriends, one in high school and then one right after high school. And I saw so much potential in them and I thought they were so smart and I thought they were so talented and I really saw them going far, but they didn't see that for themselves. So I kept seeing myself push them to that, you know, because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean you don't see it? You're so special. You're so talented. You're so whatever. So I would help them. Like I'd push them to start achieving the things that they wanted to achieve. And it got to the point where I'm like, bro, like (laughs) I'm not doing this shit. Like I can't be your mom. I can't keep pushing you. If you don't see it for yourself, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help. So I'm not saying break up with her at all. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I'm, I I was self-reflecting because I saw myself really grow from that because I saw how much they struggled. For me, I'm like, oh shit. Instead of me trying to push them, let me see what things I'm lacking within myself and start pushing myself and doing that. And one of the things that really helped me, like really flip the switch in my mind was saying yes to things more. So it's, and the reason why I I picked that route was because I was so quick to tell myself no and shut myself down from a lot of things because I I had so many excuses as to why I was going to fail it, as to why I wasn't going to be good at it, as to why people were going to make fun of me, you know? So I had all the right reasons or I had all the reasons at least to convince myself not to do something, therefore hiding behind the the excuses and never building my confidence to where I'm like, yo, I got to stop this shit. This is fucking annoying. Like, I keep telling myself, I'm afraid of this. I'm not gonna be good at that, whatever. And then I just sit in the same place and that was so annoying for me. So I'm like, fuck that. I need to get out of my comfort zone. Like, let me, like, it wasn't that fucking, I wasn't that smart in my mind to be like, I need to get out of my comfort zone. But it was more like, I say no a lot. Let me just say yes more. So that's what I started doing. Like if someone invited me to something, I was like, my initial gut was like, no, because I'm antisocial. I, I'm gonna feel very uncomfortable. I'm introverted. I don't wanna do it. And I'm like, Yes, let's do it. And then once I did that thing, I'm like, whoa, that wasn't actually that bad. Okay, well, the next thing comes up. Hey, you wanna check this out? You wanna sign up for this thing? I'm like, nope, in my head. But then I'm like, fuck, that means I have to do it now. So I'm like, yes. You know, and that's how I got into volleyball. Like, like I just started doing different things and throwing myself in different experiences that I started proving to myself that the dialogue that was going on in my head was not the truth at all. And, and that really jump-started you know, the confidence that I, that I started having. And another thing that really helped me with my confidence was 
um, I got bullied a lot growing up. So it was going, I either believe the bullying or I, I just fucking don't believe it at all. And I have some shit to fire back with. And I'm like, I, that really helped me. Cause I'm like, I don't have a big ass head. I don't look like a man. I don't look like whatever. And then that really helped me build my own confidence. <laughs> what you're referring to with the whole saying, yes, that's pretty much like the desert race truck. You know, you just pop it in first gear and just slam it. Yeah. You just say just, yes. You just got to put it in first gear and just slam it and who, and just hold on for dear life and see what happens. Yeah. Um, okay. Final question. Okay. Um, Okay, here's one. Favorite childhood memory? <clears throat> oh, man. Favorite childhood memory? There's got to be so many, but also so few. Favorite childhood memory? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I have one. We've Maybe we've had some very dark childhood, so we don't even remember. Oh, anything. I was just, I mean, you took the floor, so I'd just let you do oh, it. I have sorry. a ton. Oh, you do? I have so many. Like, oh, fuck. That's so awesome. I had, awesome. like, the best childhood. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a ton, though. Okay, go. Okay, so for me, um, I'm going to draw one out of the many I have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but one of the ones that I, that will stick to me till the day that I die is, or stick with me, is, um, so me and my dad, we didn't have a really good relationship starting from when I first became a teen till I was in like my mid twenties, I want to say. <clears throat> but before then, before I became a teenager, uh, I was, I felt like I was my dad's favorite. So, and, and I felt like we were very similar. So anytime he, he, he loved like going fishing, he loved taking road trips. He liked going to TJ and like, um, having, he had a bunch of friends out there and stuff. He loved it so much that he would get his hair cut there. Like he wouldn't get any haircuts out here. He would purposely drive all the way to TJ, get his haircut and then come back, you know, one day trip. So like, I remember, um, because I was his favorite, he'd be like, Hey daughter, do you want to like go fishing? or whatever, or do you want to go camping or do you want to do this? And it was just him and I all the time. And one of the ones, one of the fishing trips that I went with him on, it was so fucking sick. Cause one of his friends, friends, friend, friend of a friend of a friend, uh, owned property on this private beach. Ooh. Yeah. So it was me and my dad, we drove down there in one of his little trucks and, um, and people had like RVs and stuff. And we met up with his friend and my dad wasn't anything like my mom where my mom was so overprotective. Like we needed to be by her side fucking 24 fucking seven. But my dad, you know, babysat me like a dad. Like, yeah. like, I think I can see where you're at. I think I can still hear you. You must be fine. So I was able to explore the beach and like I made friends out there and I like I got to feel freedom for the first time. And then, you know, when the sun would set, then I would come back to like our sand campsite, I guess. And then we would eat whatever we caught that day. And it was just so chill. And then we would just sleep in his truck bed and then wake up and it was like super low tide. So we can walk for miles and miles and miles out where like the beach would be. Oh, Yeah, we would explore and stuff. That's and awesome. then, yeah, go fishing. And like that shit was I, that was a trip where I got my period for the first time and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, I'm bleeding. What happened? And then we came back home. See how cool dads are? Why? No, just because they don't, they don't freak out all the time. Oh, yeah. No, he's the best. Yeah. He was the best. Okay, so I do have a lot of memories. Um, they're actually really sad, but I enjoy them now because they're so like ingrained and I can almost remember them like they're yesterday. But they're kind of sad. What's a good one? Okay. Well, let me let you think real quick. <laughs> and I'm going to introduce our last sponsor. Okay. And shout out to our sponsor, another very own Junbi. So Junbi, we make delicious matcha drinks in the stores. And you can also get matcha tins online. And I know a lot of you guys who have tried it are like, oh, man, this is awesome. I want to bring this to my hometown. How can I do that? Well, guess what? You're in luck because we are also franchising Junbi at actual locations. So we have two in L.A. We're about to have two or three more in Texas, two more in New Jersey, and a couple in Toronto. And if you want to bring one to your town, all you have to do is go to jumbishop.com, fill out that questionnaire so we can get to know you a little bit better. And then we will email you shortly and we will start the conversation. And if you've been looking to start your own business and you want the support of all of us, this is the best way. And hopefully we could bring delicious matcha, affordable matcha to all over the world. So make sure you go to jumbishop.com. And we're back. And we were, we had just paused because Bart, 
thought he found a childhood memory, but then he realized it was really sad. Okay, here's a good one. Um, so I think when I was maybe fourth grade, maybe third grade, uh, my parents already divorced at this time. And I lost my favorite dog at the time. So my dog's name was Michael. And um, I lost Michael them. number one or Michael number two? Oh, you've only had one Michael. One Michael, okay. yeah. So I lost them and, and I always wanted another pet. And so my dad knows that. And then so one day um, after Kung Fu, he comes and picks me up. So like how my, how my arrangement was, I would have school. And since they were divorced, my dad, like he still wanted to see me a lot. So he would be the one that took me to and from school and uh, extracurricular activities. So he came and he go, look, look in the back of my truck. And I look and there's like a bucket and inside the bucket was a turtle like this big. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh cool, a turtle? And then my dad's like, yeah, I found him on the freeway. Oh no. And I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, it was just crazy. He was just crawling across the freeway so it stopped. And then now you have to take care of him. Oh, I know this story. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. and I was like, oh, what? That's awesome. So he gave it to me. I came home like, hey, mom, look at this. Papa found a turtle. Uh-oh. And then my mom's like, what the hell? That turtle's huge. I'm like, I know. We got to take care of him now. So I put him in this uh, big bucket thing full of water at night. And uh, I would wake up in the morning and he's completely gone. And I'm like, and I put him in the backyard. I'm like, where is this guy? So I would search up and down the backyard. And then I would see him like piled underneath a bunch of leaves. I'm like, oh, there he is. So I'd take him out and then like give him food and stuff and built like a little house. But every morning he would leave all the time. And then uh, I, I guess like maybe my mom felt bad for him. So finally my mom's like, you know, she's like super Buddhist where she like buys tons of fish and just releases into the wild. She does that all the time. So she's like, we should take this turtle back to its habitat. So we went uh, to, I don't know, some big, like a big old park that had like a lake. And I put the turtle on the, like the beach of the lake and you see him just kind of go like this. And then he goes into the water and just disappears. I'm like, bye-bye turtle. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your freaking mom's nuts. And, then and my, your dad's freaking nuts too. And then the next week my dad came and picked me up and he's like, how's the turtle doing? And I'm like, oh, we released him back in, back home. My dad's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, we released him into the wild. He's like, I bought that goddamn turtle. <laughs> That's like, his fault. Why did he fucking say that? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I bought that turtle. I was like, what? I thought he said he found him on the freeway. He goes, no, you idiot. I, I gave it what to you. What do you mean, there. idiot? He's a fucking third grader. <laughs> I, I would have believed that shit too. I know. And then he ended up calling my mom. We got into like another big fight. And that's probably when my mom's like, that's why we got divorced, you dumbass. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Why would you say that? Just be like, I bought this for you. Why did it you makes the story better. Well, then that's what and, the fuck and happens. And my dad's a troll, so he has to say things like that. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I always love hearing what you guys want to talk about because for us we know these stories and we forget that we even have these in our memory bank yeah. so when you guys pull them out of us i'm so grateful because it gets we get to relive it again relive relive is that right it's not yeah. weird anyway um thank you guys so much for listening and thank you to our sponsors Thank you so much to Felix Gray. Make sure to go to felixgrayglasses.com slash bail, B-E-A-W, to shop glasses that work as hard as you do. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y, glasses.com slash bail, B-E-A-W. That's free shipping, free exchanges, 30-day money back guaranteed. Felixgrayglasses.com slash bail. And don't forget to go to barbellbrigade.com for all of your fitness needs. We have apparel, we have supplements, and we are working on training programs this year. Go to the website, sign up for the newsletter, and we'll keep you updated. And remember, if you are interested in franchising with Joombi, make sure to visit joombishop.com. Click on the franchising tab to get all the information you need to become a franchisee. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.